successful people are super decisive. And I think that that's probably one of the critical factors between those who achieve great things and those who struggle to achieve. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, the founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. The reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life, and I just don't want you to be one of them. So let's get into it. Today, we're talking about being decisive, and I think it's one of the most critical factors that I've found after studying a lot of highly driven and highly successful people. What I find is that there's the mass majority of society who are afraid to make decisions. There are scared. They worry all the time. They stress about everything. They stress about the economy. They stress about friends. They stress about family. They're worried about what could go wrong. They worry about what could go right. They worry about the weather. They worry, And they just, they get in this habit of worrying about everything. And the more someone worries about things, the more someone worries about fear, it pulls them away from focusing on their mission and what they're really trying to achieve. And so most people on a daily basis that I've come across and that I've seen just in general, now I'm not talking about the high performers that I work with and the people that have come to our events that I've been able to, I guess, mentally train and mentally condition to not be that way. And they achieve a lot more than those who just think like most other people. Now, if you flick on the TV in the morning and you hear the news and it tells you all this bad news stuff, you become more afraid. Then, you know, people get to work and they start discussing what's going on in the world. You know, there's a war, you know, there's a financial crisis, there's something going on and the media are dramatizing everything. Now, the media own most people's minds, whether we like it or not. Now, most people are sitting on Facebook, they're sitting on Instagram, they're sitting on social media, which is a media agency, the newspapers, the television media. And so they get prime time on those platforms and they use dramatized words. They use fear-inducing words. Now, humans naturally need to survive. So when we have things like crisis, devastation, death, savage, those sort of words, it pulls people into it because it's a survival response for most people. Now, the more that someone does that, the more they tune their brain to live in this amygdala, which is our emotional center, where our flight, fight, and freeze response is. So most people on a daily basis are fighting. They're freezing, which means that they're afraid so they don't do anything, or they're, they're running away from something. So most people live their life like that. Like if you think about your brain, how often do you go to what could go wrong? What could potentially happen? You know, this is bad. This is not good. Let's say someone overeats food straight away. Their brain goes into, I'm a loser. I'm a piece of shit. I can't believe I did this. So it goes straight into a, a fear response or a worry or a concern. Now, the more that someone tunes their brain to do that by getting caught up in more drama, they connect with their friends through drama, through fear, through shit that they can't control. The more they keep firing and wiring circuits in their brain. Now, there's something in neuroscience called Hebbian theory or Hebb's law, and it states that circuits in the brain that fire together wire together so they get stronger. So the more we fire a certain circuit, the more it keeps wiring that circuit over and over and over again to keep having those similar thoughts or associations with those similar thoughts. And so over time, someone essentially trains themselves to become more worried, more fearful, more stressed. When they do that, they have to counterbalance that in their own brain with things like anger and aggression or emotional shutdown or sadness. So they'll go through these volatile cycles of being afraid, but then being really angry or being stressed out and then being really concerned or worried or freezing and not being able to make decisions. So most people's decision-making strategy is non-effective. So when it comes time for someone to make a decision that could help them move in the right direction in life, they're afraid to take it. And I see this all the time where someone says, I want to grow my business. And I say, here's how you can do it. Now, whether it's working with us or whether it's working with somebody else, they know what they're doing isn't working and what they're doing is not getting them the result. But you put something right in front of them that 
is something that they haven't tuned themselves to do. And they'll become afraid, they'll become scared, and they'll say things like, I just need time to think about it. Now think about this. If you have been wanting to lose weight for 10 years and you walk into a gym and the gym person says, right, in order to get the results that you really want, you need to exercise five days a week. But we would also recommend that based on the results that you want in the time frame that you've got, we recommend a personal trainer. Now, if that person's natural response isn't, yes, I agree, all that's happening is now you've got a whole fear response going on. So the person goes, I don't know, I need to think about it because they're afraid of not having money or they're afraid of it not working or they go, I need to go home and talk to my partner. So they know exactly what the goal is. Like most people, if you're going to go to the gym and sign up, the same as if someone's signing up to one of our events, they've already spoken to their partner. They know that their partner is on the phone with me. Yet someone will say, I need to discuss it with my partner. What do you need to discuss? If this is already a problem and you've identified that it's a problem and you're self-aware enough, then you need to make a fucking decision that allows you to move in a different direction or start to push things in a different direction. Now, when someone just puts off making a decision, it's because they're afraid. They're afraid that if they make that decision, it's going to be the wrong decision and so on. And so most people just stall. And then what will happen is eventually the stress or the frustration or the fear builds up. And then when they do make a decision, it's a very, very reactive emotional decision. And when that happens, it's normally a bad decision or a non-effective decision, which then makes them more scared in the future to make another decision. So over time, as most people age, like if you look at a young kid and they say, I wanna go outside and play. Most young kids, once their parents look, once their parent looks away, they're straight outside and they're playing. Why? Because the child knew that they wanted to go outside and play. It was that simple. And the parents saying, no, you can't have it. They still fucking do it anyway. You see most adults and they're like, you know what? I really wanna do something different in life. I wanna lose some weight. I wanna run an effective business. I want to get ahead financially. I want to have an amazing relationship. And then you put an opportunity in front of them. Most people then hesitate and they go, I need to think about it, or I just need some time, or I just need more information. They don't need more information. They need to be decisive. And so all of those things there are stalls. They're essentially stalling making a decision. And so the majority of people that I come across just stall decision-making because they're scared, they're afraid, they don't know what to do. And because of that, it just consumes their brain. So when you don't make a decision and you know you need to make a decision, you're gonna go home, think about it. When you think about it, you're gonna start overthinking about it. When you overthink about it, then you're gonna get stressed out. When you get stressed out about it, you're then going to start to create an impulse. That impulse is trying to give you some pleasure because of the pain that you're in. So when you're mentally and emotionally chaotic, you will go for impulsiveness in that moment. So let's say you're, you've had a, a day, you, you keep putting off making decisions. Like let's say you're stuck in business, business has been stressful, finances aren't going that well. You don't really know what to do. You've got some staffing problems. You don't know what to do. Um, that's creating cash flow constraints. You don't really know what to do. You've got bills coming in. You don't really know what to do. And so anyway, you decide that things are going to change, but you know that things that need to change are going to cost money. But at the moment, you're in a position where you don't have a lot of money because you're trying to avoid financial stress. So then what you do is you go home from work and you sit there and you think about it and you think, shit, if I don't change something, then nothing's going to change. And you know that that's logical. But then at the same time, your brain goes, yeah, but I think I'll figure it out. I, I'll, you know what? Things will start working out. Like let's think, let's think through this and let's try to figure it out. The more you try to figure it out, the more chaotic your brain becomes because if you already had answers, you would have already figured it out. So then you know that something has to change, but you don't know how to change it. But at the same time, you've convinced yourself that you'll be able to change it. Then you think about this and you go, well, you know, maybe I just need a bit more time. Maybe I need a holiday. Maybe it's my thinking that's incorrect. So you start thinking about going on holiday and then you're sitting there and you're going, you know, what? It's, it's because I'm really stressed out and I can't think properly. Now you're thinking about not being able to think properly, not the original problem. So then you start thinking about not being able to think properly and the fact that you need a holiday. Then you go, shit, I really need a holiday. But at the same time, I don't have the money to go on a holiday because I really need to work and I've got unproductive staff. So therefore, I can't really go on a holiday, but I need a holiday. So now you've got this huge pendulum swing going on in your brain between wanting a holiday, but feeling trapped. So then you sit there and this goes back and forth for an hour or two. 
And then you think, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna go order a pizza, I'm gonna go get a beer or I'm gonna crack a bottle of wine. And so you sit there and you drink wine and let's say you eat the pizza. Then after you do that, your brain goes, you lazy bastard, you've been putting on weight, what are you doing? Why aren't you looking after your health? You need, you know you need to look after your health because you're stressed, you haven't been sleeping effectively, you're tired all the time and now you're eating a pizza. What are you doing? And so you start creating all these vicious cycles inside your own head. Yet, if you just made a fucking decision to fix that business problem and do whatever it takes to fix that business problem, you would have already shifted forward and it wouldn't have stopped all that other chaos. So the reason why most people in our society are very impulsive, they will overspend, overeat, overconsume alcohol, overconsume drugs, and if they're not consuming recreational drugs, they're sure as shit consuming medical drugs, especially things like antidepressants, anti-anxiety, painkillers, all of the things that numb people mentally and emotionally. These are numbing agents. Okay, so this is how most of our society operates. And then because of that, they still haven't solved the money problem. They haven't solved the money problem. They haven't solved the business problem of having ineffective staff. They haven't solved the problem that they can't go on a holiday. And then now they've got to solve another problem, which is that they feel shit about their health and the way they feel about themselves. And then tomorrow they're going to wake up with a hangover, feel really, really crappy. And then they've got two choices. They're either going to go to the gym to train and they'll they'll tend to overtrain, especially if they feel guilty. So now they're going to overtrain at the gym and starve themselves because they, they're going to convince themselves that because they overate last night and drank alcohol, now they're going to famine themselves okay, or fast and not eat during the day, which then makes them more hungry. And here we go again. We're creating another pendulum swing inside their mental and emotional brain, which is now going to lead to poor decision-making. And this here is how the average person lives. If they had just solved the business problem in the first place and made a different decision and gone, you know what? I need to do something different. How do I do something different? What do I need to do? Now, let's say, and I have this happen all the time. The smart people ring me up and they go, Michael, I need to do something. What do I need to do? And I might say, well, here's what I think based on what you've told me. This is the best solution, I think, moving forward. Now, if someone's not right for our products and services, I will tell them that. I'm quite happy for people who aren't going to get value out of our stuff not to come to our stuff. In fact, I normally have a couple of people per month that I'll say they're not ready for something or you know, maybe they should try something else first. So that's quite common. But let's say I'm on the phone to them and we're talking about a problem that they need solving, like a business problem, and they say, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying, but at the moment I have a financial problem. Well, now that I know that, I can work through that problem with them. And so it might be a payment option or, so, or different terms or whatever it is. Because if I can get them cranking, then the financial problem is going to go away, but it'll create another problem in the future anyway for them. Because that's how growth happens. We solve one problem, we create another problem. So I can easily work through it, but they can only solve one problem at one point in time. What tends to happen is a lot of people want to solve all the problems with their current level of thinking, which doesn't work. So a person will be going, well, I've got a financial problem which is stopping me from doing one thing but if I did have the money then what happens after that and then how does that affect this next thing and then how does it affect that and then how does it affect three steps forward and so they're always thinking about all these different effects that may happen when they make that decision instead of just making the decision to solve the problem I had this recently um, with a st uh, with our staff where I was talking to them about problem solving and we had a problem that we need to solve we needed to hire a new person and then one of my staff members said yeah but when we hire them we need to put this in place and we need to get this done and then we've got to set up all this system and everything like that maybe we should do that now and I said hey, what if it takes us six months to hire the right person we've now spent all this extra time putting into a problem that may or may not be a problem in the future we don't know they might come along and fix all that stuff for us if they're highly competent yet we're going to try and fix it now to stop a future problem when our current problem is this one thing and I was working with a client the other day who is a fairly decent sized business owner and, and they work in the medical industry and they had a staffing problem as well and they needed to hire a couple of staff yet they were worried about trying to fix systems and processes that they would need to fix when this new staff member started. They were trying to fix that problem instead of fixing the hiring problem. And because they kept trying to put in processes and systems in their business, 
instead of fixing the hiring problem because they wanted to hire someone and everything to go smoothly, what it was actually doing was it was creating huge cash flow constraints. So because they weren't hiring and fixing the first problem in front of their face, step one. Step one, we need more staff. That's number one problem we need to fix now. They knew that. But because they were trying to fix problem two, problem three, problem four into the future, they weren't fixing problem one. Now, they were doing that, but problem one now started to create more problems because now their second biggest problem was a cash flow problem. And that cash flow problem would eventually become the number one problem because I'd run out of money. So if they just fixed the first problem up front, it, they could then start to fix the second problem and then they could start to fix all the other problems moving forward. But most people, and the reason why most people are indecisive is because they think about the effects of the decision and how it's gonna affect all these other things and that it's gonna create other problems. But here's what most people don't teach you, is that every time you solve a problem, it just creates another problem, which is really an opportunity. It's an opportunity for growth. But what happens is because someone is afraid of a future potential problem and they wanna fix all the problems and they want everything to go smoothly and they want everything to be easy, they won't fix today's problems today. They will jump around trying to fix tomorrow and next week's problem or next month or next year's problem because they don't want to have another problem. But that automatically just naturally creates another problem. Okay, so just like this person needed to hire someone by not hiring someone and trying to fix the systems and the processes in the business, they then created a second problem, which was a cash flow problem. Now, in business, a cash flow problem can be maybe a final problem because you can only go for so long until you run out of cash. So, what I had to do was I had to coach them through the decision making process so they could fix their inability to make a decision, which is I need to hire staff, let's go hire staff now. Then when we hire staff, the next problem is gonna be figuring out who the right staff member is or the right staff members. Then they're gonna onboard them. Then they're gonna come up with problems in the onboarding process, which then they can fix. Then after the onboarding problems, they're gonna have process problems, which means that a staff member is gonna be probably non-effective or they're gonna fuck shit up in the business. And so because of that, then now they've got different problems, but they've fixed the hiring problem, they've fixed the cash flow problem, and slowly one by one, they just keep fixing problems and that progresses the business forward. Now, our life is exactly the same. If you don't fix one problem today, you're gonna to end up with that problem and another problem tomorrow. And so for a lot of people, because of their indecisiveness and their ineffectiveness in their decision-making, they then get caught out by having a mindful of clutter where they are just over-consumed, over-stressed, over-worried, over-fearful, and they're trying to fix so many different problems at the same time, it incapacitates them. They just can't make a decision. And then they stall. So they go, I know I need to change something, but there's always a but. And this is uh, something that I say a lot in my events, that a lot of people, their butts get in the way. Okay, and that's all that it is. Their butts are getting in the way. You know, I would do something, but it's a money problem. I would do something, but it's a time problem. I would do something, but I need to go and ask my partner. I would do something, but I need to go and consider all these other things and go check my calendar. And so they just keep putting all these buts in the way of them making change. And it's normally the change that is going to get them the best result. Or if not, even if they make the wrong decision, if they can learn from that, it teaches you what to do better next time in decision-making and it will teach you what works. So what I know about really successful business owners and really high performers in any area is you normally need to learn what not to do first. So I have wasted millions upon millions of dollars in our business, millions I've just torched by really bad decisions. And I'm not saying that they were bad decisions because they were bad decisions. They were just bad decisions because I forgot to ask something. And so like I've hired marketers before and by not knowing how to hire a marketer, I hired a lot of really shitty marketers. And now I've got a good marketer. Why? Because I learned what not to do first. I used to work in the fitness industry and there were a lot of really bad personal trainers. So because of that, now I have a really good trainer. I've used a lot of bad chiropractors and physios over the, over the years that didn't help. So now that taught me how to look for a good physio and a good 
chiropractor. So it's by normally figuring out what not to do, you figure out what to do. But by stalling on the decision-making process, you can't learn what not to do, which then means that you can't learn what to do. And that there is a huge problem because then when you're going to make a decision, you'll beat yourself up. You've wasted 10 years making a decision that you should have made 10 years ago. And so now you've got this pressure of, shit, I've got to make back time. So then you rush your decisions, you fuck it up. Then you beat yourself up around it, which then makes you less inclined to make a decision next time. And so now we're just in this position where most people live, where they're trying to change, but are afraid to make decisions. Normally the biggest, scariest challenging decisions that you make in life are probably going to be the ones that put you forward in the right direction, okay? So if you're not making decisions that scare you, you're not making big enough decisions and you're playing it safe. And that is the most unsafe position to be in in life because those who tend to play safe the most are those who tend to risk the most, which is their time and their life. Most people will die with regret because they're so afraid of making the wrong decision. They just keep stalling and slowly they tick away the years. And what I do know is that when you're in your 20s, you have a lot of energy and not a lot of knowledge. And then in your 30s, you gain a lot more knowledge and you have some good energy. Not as much as in your 20s, unless you're someone like me who had chronic fatigue in their 20s. But in your 30s, you start to gain knowledge and you've got good energy, which means you can work pretty hard at a high intensity and be fairly focused as well and know a lot. Then you get to your 40s and you start to become more intelligent, but your energy starts to drop a little bit from what I'm told. Then when you get to your 50s, your energy starts to drop more, but you're way better at decision-making. You're way more intelligent. You've had 30 to 40 years of making the wrong decisions, which normally means that your decision-making skills are pretty good. Then by the time you get to your 60s and 70s, you're, if you have lived a great life, you will be an absolute weapon of decision-making. You'll be very, very intelligent. You won't have the energy, but every time you do something, you'll, be, you'll have the ability to hit it out of the ballpark. And that's why you get a lot of very highly successful people in their 50s and 60s and 70s as well, because I've made a lot of wrong decisions. There are so many 20-year-olds out there at the moment who aren't using their energy effectively and are afraid to learn because they want to be a millionaire overnight, or they want to have these amazing results, yet they're still not making the decisions that will help them to get there. In your 20s, if you're not studying and learning as much as you can and risking a lot, then you're probably not going to get to where you want to get to in your 30s, 40s, and 50s. If you're in your 30s and you're listening to this and you're not pushing and using your energy effectively and, and really pushing hard in different areas to not only get great results by learning a lot, but also by using your energy effectively, then don't be surprised if you don't get what you want in your 50s, 60s, and 70s. And then in your 40s, if you're not using decades of intelligent decision-making and also fucking a lot of decisions up and thinking through things and then being able to make highly effective decisions now in your 40s, then again, you probably won't get what you want in your 50s, 60s, and 70s. So I'm saying this because hopefully it'll scare a lot of you into start making some pretty powerful decisions and stop messing around and wasting time in your life because your time is the most valuable asset. Other people's opinions of you are not an asset. They're not a liability. They're something that you self-create in your own head. If someone calls you shit or they say, you know, you fucked up, what an idiot, you're a loser, that's great. But see where they're at in 20 years. Normally the people who criticize others the most for making the wrong decisions are normally those who don't really make that many decisions. A lot of business owners I know, if they're around other business owners that are struggling, they understand the struggle. Why? Because they've been there. Whereas there are a lot of people in society who are first to criticize, but they're all the shit kickers who never do anything. You know, don't worry about those people. There's always going to be, if you're achieving, there's always going to be more people. There's always going to be more haters than supporters. And the supporters tend to be quiet, but the challengers tend to be very vocal. So who gives a fuck? Get out there, make the wrong decisions. If they're going to give you shit about it, like if they're your friends, if they're your family and they're people you went to high school with and people on Facebook, if they're going to give you shit, fuck them. Because in 10 years time, you are going to be so much further ahead of them. They're going to look at you and go, how did they do it? And then they're going to have to try to figure out another bullshit way of trying to justify 
or, or try to bring you down with some shitty justification as to why you got the results that they can't get. And that happens all the time in our society, right? I drive around in my cars and you know, having a guy that had a, that had two supercars in their mid twenty, uh, in their mid thirties, I get drug dealer, all of that sort of shit. Now, if someone's got to justify that I'm a drug dealer because I've got nice cars at my age, that's great. That just tells you their level of thinking. I've never had someone who pushes really hard in business call me a drug dealer. They normally come up and want to know what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. I only get called a drug dealer or you know a scam artist or things like that by tie kickers, by people who are never doing anything. That's all that it is. So you need to really think and reflect about the life that you want and the decisions that you need to make because the most critical decisions are the ones that will get you the best results, but they tend to be the ones that most people put off as well. Anyway, I hope that helps River Mofos. If you haven't already done so, can you please rate and review this podcast on whatever social media platform, or sorry, whatever platform you're on? All you need to do is click the little star rating there. It'll take three seconds and you just give it a rating. It helps us quite a lot to get this podcast out to more people. Every week we're getting more and more downloads. And the reason why is because the more that we get our ratings, the more it gets pushed out to more people as well. And the more people can see that you're enjoying it. So please, if you haven't already done so, if you can just take three seconds maximum and just give this a star rating, whatever star rating you like to give it, um, I would, yeah, if you could do that, that'd be great. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope this helps. Get out there, make some big decisions. Start challenging yourself. Don't get too caught up in fear and worries and concerns. Everybody has it. It's not unique to you. You're not a loser. It's just that everyone will naturally go back to a fear response when they're afraid and they'll naturally worry and, and stress out when we feel threatened or when we feel challenged in life. That's completely normal. Courage isn't not having fear. Courage is feeling, having fear and doing what you need to do anyway. And the most successful people are normally the most courageous because they're the ones who are prepared to make the big decisions. So get out there, make the decisions that you keep putting off. Have a great day. Keep pushing hard. And remember to rate and review this podcast. Anyway, champions, keep pushing hard. 